This segment of Tasting Room Radio is brought to you by the Okanagan Winter Wine Festivals. Saturday, January the 27th, it's Winter Sips North. The Okanagan Winter Wine Festival is excited to present Valley First Winter Sips North at Kelowna's hottest new venue, Revelry Food and Music Hub. Check out Winter Sips North as they present a showcase of BC wines. Enjoy the best in Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and Riesling, along with a number of other varietals. It's the perfect way to wrap up your Saturday, Saturday afternoon from 2 to 4. You can find all the details at thewinefestivals.com. Davin de Kirkamo has joined me, uh, the man responsible for my awareness of all things whiskey, the founder and chairperson of the Canadian Whiskey Awards. And that new book is called Canadian Whiskey, The Essential Portable Expert. And we have to talk about that around March the 12th. We do have to talk about that March the 12th. Um, and how long did it take? Is it getting any easier? I wouldn't say it's getting easier. It takes a long time, though, because the research is, is a major component. And we've had um, some good fact checkers on it who uh, kind of uh, encouraged me to... Uh, look at some of the facts over again and uh, so it's it, to make it very authoritative uh, you would do that the, the thing with both the research and my wife will tell you the same thing that like it, it really fascinates me so time goes by so no it took a couple of years to do the research for this book however it was enjoyable the whole time now you handed out your awards this year did the judging get any easier? Get a sense of the room on the judging. The judging is certainly getting a lot smoother. Mm. Our judges are really very experienced. Now, the way we do this is we make uh, 60 mil samples of each whiskey, and we mail them to the judges so they can judge in their own environment. Mm. And so also so they don't, can't talk to each other, so they really have to give their own personal opinion. Um, we have a lot of whiskey to go through, so we give them a couple of months to do this, and then we uh, we collate the scores that they put together and the take the average, and to make sure that nobody can, like me can fiddle with those scores, we then send out a, a score sheet with every judge's scores on it so they can all see their own scores and the others oh. at the same time so that we know that the results are completely um, uh, exactly what the judges assign to the individual whiskies, and uh, it, 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 you, we we run a, a statistical package on it. And if there are any real outliers, we uh, have eliminated those. That we are doing that less and less often now because I think I think people are beginning to understand Canadian whiskey better, and they they don't they're not judging it as if it was Scotch or bourbon or something like that. They're they're judging it for what it is. Yeah. And um, this is old Charlie McLean used to say, you know, the most important thing is that it be true to its type, and Canadian whiskey needs to taste like Canadian whiskey. Uh, last year, of course, we were talking about Sons of Vancouver and their uh, that upstart company that came in and, and, and won the prize. Who was your big winner this year? It was a 19-year-old whiskey from Paradigm Spirits in London, Ontario. Now, I know your next question. You're going to say, why... How do they have a 19-year-old whiskey when they have only been distilling for five years? How do they do that? Well, they um, they purchased uh, whiskey that was well-matured from a, another distiller, and then they 
put their spin on it. They did their own uh, final maturation, and they blended in some sherry, and they got a whiskey that is really quite uh, quite an elegant whiskey. It's crisp and clean. It's not sweet like, like you might imagine with sherry, and uh, it, it's a whiskey that really impressed uh, the judges. We, uh, we, I could see the results as they were coming in, and it was most often the preference of an individual judge. And when we uh, tallied the scores at the end and did the averages, they, uh, it really w- w- was a clear winner. That's not to say we didn't have some other outstandingly wonderful whiskeys this year. And uh, one, one that really kind of m- makes me feel great, it's a whiskey that w- they started making in the 1940s, that uh, it's really a longtime favorite of mine, which is uh, Weiser's uh, 18-year-old. Weiser's 18-year-old, it's the same as it was at least 20 years ago. It's not the same as it was in 1940, but it's pretty close. And um, it's a whiskey that, it's a corn whiskey that was matured in in old reused barrels that um, allowed the whiskey itself to mature. And I, I was very, very uh, pleased with how elegant it is. It's not got a lot of wood in it, but it's got a nice woody uh, backbone. It's just a, a great whiskey, and I was delighted that today's judges in the big, bold whiskey era are able to take a whiskey like that that's so beautifully synthesized and recognize it. We had um, uh, another whiskey which really demonstrates what how the Canadian distillers are kind of changing the face of rye, because I think everybody knows what rye uh, whiskey tastes like, or thinks they do, because Canada has started adding new elements. You know, for instance, some of the of the rye whiskeys here have a strong, um, a strong. I'm talking about 100% rye. Have a strong uh, uh, lemon curd uh, note in it. But what we have here is a rye whiskey that was finished in um, in PX sherry casks, and this is like kind of the first time that we've seen rye that has really been finished in the tradition of single malt scotch and uh, the guy who made it at Stillhead Distillery, uh, Brennan Colbank, um, he is a, he's a single malt scotch fan. He, he doesn't hide that. And he's made a whiskey that really just, uh, it's, it, it's really truly uh, taken, the, taken rye whiskey in a new direction. It's not spicier, but it's bigger. We're talking with the uh, chairman and the uh, founder of the Canadian Whiskey Awards, Devin DeCurgamo. At Steelhead uh, in Duncan, they, uh, they won, if I'm not mistaken, half a dozen uh, uh, awards. Yeah, they they are consistently making great whiskey, or the whiskey that they let you taste is consistently <laughs> great. They probably have stuff that's sitting there. Uh, the Canadian Club 15-year-old, I, I see you were just talking to Tish, that whiskey is just outstanding. Yeah. And this was blended uh, in in uh, Calgary at Alberta Distillers. They took this uh, this um, uh, Canadian Club whiskey, and they filled it into to new barrels, sherry sherry barrels, old Rosa sherry barrels, and they they matured them in a in a dunnage warehouse, like they do in Scotland, earthen floor, the barrels just a single tier of barrels, twelve inches off the floor, and you can you've got water and things coming out of the soil, I think, and things coming out of the barrel going down into the soil back and forth, and it is so beautifully integrated. It's, it, when you taste that, it is like it's not like the sherry dominates. I don't like it when the sherry dominates, and uh, 
you know, a friend of mine says, like, Sherry's a bully. You know, you really have to be careful. Well, it, in this case, it's not a bully. In this case, it really has just just brought a new flavor, like a, a new elements uh, of fruits and, 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 and uh, a, a little bit of sweetness into that Canadian club. And it's taken out that some of those, um, of those sharp uh, rye notes that you get in some of the others. And uh, it, it's just beautiful. It's just, it, it's. I'm, I'm very enthusiastic, honestly, about Canadian whiskey these days because there's, you know, the, the the small distillers have been around for for 12 years now, and the big distillers are are continuing in their ve- the vein of making, you know, well crafted whiskey, and we're just getting some fabulous stuff out there now. Uh, my guest and my friend is Devin DeCargamo, the founder and chairperson of the Canadian Whiskey Awards. Sons of Vancouver did really well this year. The uh, the gold, summer road trip across the Midwest, uh, palm trees and tropical breeze, uh, and desert grass and blue agave, all won gold. Silver for rating known as liquor cabinet. Uh, and the steelhead in Duncan, best cast strength whiskey, uh, best single barrel release, gold rye whiskey PX cask, the Strath exclusive, uh, and four bronze. I mean, that that's that's a well done year. Those guys really kind of know what they're doing at Stillhead. I just like the future. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I like the future of Canadian whiskey. Yeah, Spe- and speaking of that, one more thing: sitting out in the waiting room, ready to go, uh, is uh, Mr. Macaloni from Island Distilling yeah. uh, with his peat project. Yes, they won gold. Yeah, yeah. It's really you know. Canadian whiskey is supposed to taste like Canadian whiskey, yes. and so that means it really shouldn't taste like peat. You, you really, by by the regulations, if it tastes like peat, it's, you, you really shouldn't be calling it Canadian whiskey. But as I said at the awards, we support those distillers who are making that peated whiskey because we're making peated Canadian whiskey, which is good as the whiskey anywhere. And uh, it, that, that, that's a, a delightful whiskey. And I highly recommend that people who like peat, peated whiskey try that, that whiskey from Macaloni. Davin de Kirkmo, what's the name of that new book? Canadian Whiskey, The Essential Portable Expert. Full color throughout and hardcover. It's, it's wonder. It's the best thing I've ever done, and I'm very, very proud of it. Are you going to have to tour the, the country and do speaking engagements? Yes, I am. And I'm going to be in British Columbia. I'm going to be in, in Alberta. Thank you for your time, and congratulations on this uh, wonderful uh, uh, whiskey weekend. Thank you very much, Terry. Great seeing you again. We're talking with the uh, chairman and the uh, founder of the Canadian Whiskey Awards, Davin de Kergamo. This segment of Tasting Room Radio is brought to you by the Okanagan Winter Wine Festivals. Saturday, January the 27th, it's Winter Sips North. The Okanagan Winter Wine Festival is excited to present Valley First Winter Sips North at Kelowna's hottest new venue, Revelry Food and Music Hub. Check out Winter Sips North as they present a showcase of BC wines. Enjoy the best in Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and Riesling, along with a number of other varietals. It's the perfect way to wrap up your Saturday, Saturday afternoon from 2 to 4. You can find all the details at thewinefestivals.com. This segment of Tasting Room Radio is brought to you by Mount Boucherie Estate Winery. It is, of course, the home of many award-winning wines. But we do want to tell you about the Modest Butcher, their dining room. Dining with reckless abandon at Mount Boucherie since 2020. Wine down Wednesdays, half-price bottles of vino. Happy hour, $5 glasses of wine. 
2 to 5-ish every day. Tommy and Tannen. Order a tomahawk steak, get your reserve Merlot for $5. The Mother's Butcher is open 7 days a week, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Check out the Reserve Wines at Mount Boucherie's website, Reserve Merlot, Reserve Pinot Noir, Reserve Syrah, and Reserve Malbec, and Contessa 2018 and Summit 2018. That website is mountboucherie.com. I'm absolutely delighted to meet for the first time Graham Macaloni, who's the president and whiskey maker at Macaloni Distilleries. Uh, uh, actually, there's, there's, is there a second title in there? Is that Island Distillery? Uh, yeah, yeah, we like to celebrate the fact that we're on Vancouver Island because any island single malt whiskies always have a special provenance. They have the the, the maritime sort of influence in the whiskies. Who who made up that that provenance? Where did that come from? Was that just sort of was it a writer that that did that, or was it just word of mouth? Whiskey geeks all over the world. <laughs> Uh, they love the backstory about the whiskies, and and they've come to the conclusion that island whiskies have got that special twist to them, that kind of maritime influence. Uh, speaking of influences, um, uh, tell us about your where you came from, how you got here. Um, if you hadn't figured out already, I grew up in Scotland, and uh, as a wee lad, had a job in the black and white whisky factory as a high school student. Inspired me to go off and study fermentation. Ended up with a PhD, which stands for Piled Higher and Deeper, and uh, and uh, uh, brought, came out. To, I wanted to get work in whiskey, but I was overqualified apparently. Yeah. So I ended up working in companies like Pfizer that you might have heard of, doing fermentation, not the Viagra, but doing fermentation, and um, came out to Canada in '89 in biotechnology. But finally decided my original passion was whiskey, and that's what brought me out to Victoria. Uh, about 12 years ago. Graham Macaloni. Macaloni Distillers. Uh, but Island uh, is with an Island uh, branding, of course. Is this your first visit here? No, you've been here before. Uh, we, we're a regular attendee at the Fisk Whiskey Festival. And it's great. In fact, one of the co-founders, uh, Ian, uh, Ian Huey, another good Irish name, uh, he's come to work with us now too. So, so we're very much integrated with the festival. Why the island? God's country. Um, when the Scots came out here, they called it New Caledonia um, because it was beautiful um, mountains and ocean and sea and islands and whatnot. And the tourism helps as well for a distillery. We've been talking about uh, with the other um, whiskey makers about influences. What are they here? The influences here, <clears throat> I mean, oh, they're, they're manifest, um, manifold. Canadian BC barley is what we use, and it is better than Scottish barley. It was designed not to make lots of alcohol, as in whiskey, but it was designed for the brewers and the craft beer industry is spectacular here, best in Canada. And so you get flavour from the BC barley. Um, then you've got your maritime climate, and that helps in the maturation, because as the angel share leaves the cask, yeah. air comes in, and that's pulling this lovely, sweet, fresh, Pacific, salty ocean air in. So our whiskies start off sweet, go dry on the palate with a hint of salt at the back, and that's your classic island or maritime influence. Did the uh, judging panel like your whiskies? Uh, apparently so. Um, <clears throat> I, I found out recently that we took a, a gold um, in Davin de Cargomo's Canadian Whiskey Awards. Um, because at our scale, we're taking our whiskies internationally. and um, So the big ones in the world are the World Whiskey Awards in London, 
and um, and there we've taken eight Cana- uh, sorry six Canadian best gold medals, but we also took a world's best with an Irish style whiskey as well. So, how long have you been a troublemaker? All of my life. <laughs> in fact, the name Macaloni, uh, well, I shouldn't use the vernacular, but it literally means Lords of the Storm, right? It's an old, old Irish name. Tell me about the tartan. What is it? It's Camerons. Um, the Macaloni's got themselves into so much trouble around about the year 1300. They had to rebrand their name to the name Cameron. And so this is a Cameron tartan, and the Macaloni's are proudly part of the clan Cameron. What have you brought to, to poor Graham? Um, uh, so tonight uh, we've got the full range. You know, as a whiskey connoisseur turned whiskey maker, uh, I just love the you know the different styles of whiskey. Um, single malts, as in the Scotch style, are like the big international whiskies, right? Um, uh, uh, and so we do classic single malts, but then we do the peated that you talked about, alluded to earlier, and then we do the Irish style. So we've got all three um, at the, the table tonight, and, and for sure there's going to be something to please everybody on the table. Our guest on the Tasting Room Radio is Graham Macaloni, Macaloni's Island Distillery. He's the founder, he's the president, he's the whiskey maker. He's on Pacific Coast Highway, just outside of Victoria. When you pour, does it make you remember the journey to that pour? How many years it took? How how many decisions you had to make? How many times you put your ass on the line? Oh, that's a big question. That's um, wow. Uh, Yes, Um, uh, but but it's that's a tough one to answer. I, I mean, we did this distillery. No big money behind this. 700 Canadian enthusiasts, whiskey enthusiasts invested in this, right? So this is by Canadian enthusiasts for Canadian enthusiasts. And the moment of truth was when the first spirit poured off the pot stills. Millions of dollars of people's money invested in this. The moment of truth is when that new make, right? Or in Scotland, we call it Clearach. Or in Ireland, you call it Pachin, right? When that came off the pot stills, that was the moment of truth. And um, and what a relief, because when we put that into the World Whiskey Awards, the first style, classic single malt, took top three in the world. The Irish style took top two in the world, and our peated stuff took world's best as a new make. And so if you put that into good casks, it matures beautifully. And then when it comes to pouring here, the punters love it, right? And it's great to see their reaction to it. So it's been a long, long way to get here. I'm glad I asked the question. And finally... What now? Now that you've done this, now that you've established the name, even in a s- small way, compared to some of the people in the room, what now? What's ahead for you? So um, uh, uh, the P project, well, there'll be continued innovation with that because we started off with the Washington peat just from across the border. Yeah. Um, um, I've done a seaweed-infused peat. The seaweed's grown up in Barclay Sound by the First Nations. That will launch later this year. I've got some peat from Isla, which is like the that's like the you know that's the mecca of peat drinkers, right? Is Isla. So I've got some peat from Isla, and I've found some Vancouver peat recently as well. So that peat project will roll out over the next few years. But my big agenda is to show the world how great Canadian whisky can be, because our ingredients are superior to anywhere else in the world. Graham Macaloni. Graham Macaloni. <laughs> and Graham with too many E's. Island Distilling, the Gold and the Peat Project, 54. A Virgin American Oak, Washington Peat. Surely to God, in this province of British Columbia, there must be a peat bog you can, you can access. 
There is, and it was, oh, it's a brilliant story. Um, so it took me a wee while, and it turns out there's a field just past Slegs on the way to Souk. If you go over the hill on the flats there, it's a pond in winter, and it dries out in summer. We got permission, and I thought, how am I going to get this out of the ground? And I asked for volunteers to come and work for free. And all these peat heads, that's what we call the peat fanatics, mm-hmm. all these peat heads put their hands up. And we dug a trench that was five foot deep to get to the sweet <laughs> stuff. And it was 28 degrees that day, right? So it was it was a passion project for sure. How do people find you as a destination? Oh, thank you for asking. Uh, so, yeah, we're just on the Pat Bay Highway. Um, so if you're coming in on the ferry or the airport, we're on the way to Victoria. Uh, uh, Macaloni's Island Distillery, just um, south of, of uh, Royal Oak, 10, 15 minutes from downtown. Website? com. Good luck with that, friends. Thank you very much, Graham. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Good on you. Thank you. This segment of Tasting Room Radio is brought to you by Mount Boucherie Estate Winery. It is, of course, the home of many award-winning wines. But we do want to tell you about the Modest Butcher, their dining room, dining with reckless abandon at Mount Boucherie since 2020. Wine down Wednesdays, half-price bottles of vino. Happy hour. $5 glasses of wine, 2 to 5-ish every day. Tommy and Tannen. Order a tomahawk steak, get your reserve mellow for $5. The Mother's Butcher is open 7 days a week, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Check out the reserve wines at Mount Boucherie's website. Reserve Merlot, Reserve Pinot Noir, Reserve Syrah, and Reserve Malbec. And Contessa 2018 and Summit 2018. That website is mountboucherie.com. This segment of Tasting Room Radio is brought to you by Hillside Winery. On the Naramata bench, a quick reminder, the Red Wine Lovers Collection, a curated selection of Hillside's favorite red wines. Their whites and rosés include the 2022 Heritage Pinot Gris, the Heritage Viognier, the Muscat Autonelle, the double gold medal winning Gewürztraminer, the Unoaked Pinot Gris, and the 2022 Rosé. The Rosé Lovers Collection, a fun bundle of three unique expressions of rosé, the aromatic whites, a six-pack collection of Hillside's iconic aromatic white wines. All the details can be found at hillsidewinery.ca. This is Tasting Room Radio. I'm Jerry David Mulligan. Uh, we are at the annual Victoria Whiskey Festival. The uh, hardware is being handed out. We're having a chance to taste the best of what uh, what happened downstairs. We're in room 352 at the Grand Pacific Hotel. Now, there was, hours ago, there was a, a great whiskey debate. Hello, Tish. Come sit down. The great whiskey debate happened. Uh, Tish Harkis, who's just joined us. Yes. Chair two is James Neal from Beaumont, the oldest distillery in Isla, 1779, friends. No, I wasn't there. <laughs> uh, the third person who was, who was at the whiskey debate was uh, Mike Adu from Maker's Mark. Now, he's busy, but it's okay because we can just talk about him. Tish, before we get talking about the debate, how did Canadian Club do downstairs? Tell us about the uh, award that you won. The award for the 15-year? That one? Yeah. Way back in the 1990-ish era, we released a CC Sherry cask with the six-year-old whiskey. And uh, when we could, then we sold Harvey's, and so we couldn't get the barrels. They all were also barrels from uh, from uh, Hareth, Spain. And so uh, I said, when we get those barrels back, I said to the executive team, you know, please, can we get this? Can we get this done? Can we get? Can we bring it back, but in a bigger way? And they said, well, what do you mean in a bigger way? And I said, well, let's go instead of six-year-old, 
let's, you know, classic 12 has got that caramel toffee smoothness to it. And I said, let's use that. And so they took it one step further. And instead of taking it out of the barrel aging at 12 years, they left it in for three more years. So it's the base of it starts with um, CC, uh, CC12 mash bill uh, aged for 15 years. And then they transfer that, so it's double matured, they transfer that into an Oloroso barrel, uh, once used sherry cask, and we don't char that. Uh, for about a year and a half. So really, it's it's called the 15-year-old, but it's really more like 16 and a half. But that they, they uh, for 10 years now, I've been more or less driving them crazy. <laughs> but anyways, I guess my 37 years there means something to them. <laughs> you know how to nudge. Yes. <laughs> As my husband says, you get your way all the time. <laughs> I made a note here, Canadian Club, the best line extension... Uh, for the 15-year-old, uh, the Invitation Series. Tell the Invitation Series you want to talk about. Yeah, sure. So we did the Chronicles, as you know, the Chronicles collection. And we did, well, it started with the 40-year to celebrate Canada's 150th way back in 2017. And it was such a tremendous success that we decided to continue it. Um, but because we were running out of liquid, we stopped at 45. So we did 40, 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. And we had to stop because we want to hold off for the 50. So the the stuff is still aging. You can't you can't put fifty on the you can't put any any year statement on the label unless it's actually you know, yeah. and uh, actually that age. So we're going to do what we call um, the invitational series. So this is issue number one, the sherry cask, fifteen year old. Next this this fall now fall twenty twenty four we're doing the next one. So we're going to do four of those, and then we're going to do fifty year old in twenty twenty seven. The work of time. There, you go. there is a label in uh, South Africa called The Work of Time, and, and that's exactly what that wine was. It's the work of time. You know, wine, wine can talk about the work of time. This, in fact, whiskey is the work of time. James. Absolutely. How are you doing? Very well. James Neal, uh, who's here with Bowmore. Speaking of the work of time, oldest in Islay. Uh, 1779. Uh, by the way, I made a note here that there was an auction that you participated in, Bomer. You auctioned off a 1962 Bomer. What, do you remember the, the final price? Uh, the recent auction, if you're talking about the stack 55-year-old liquid, that was a one-of-one one bottle that happened in the UK. But more recently in BC, we had the ARC 52 that was just recently sold. The ARC 52 is a, a collaboration that we've done with Aston Martin. And that was released in the BC market for $125,000. Thank you so much. I see Aston Martin on that bottle beside you. This is part of our newest series. Uh, it will be released on Tuesday with the BC Liquor Board. This is part of our master's selection. The master's selection is really two masters, Merrick Reichman and Ron Welsh, our master blender, or Caleb now, who's our new, newest master blender. And it's about how two masters can come together and share an idea and a thought to bring it all together. So the master selection, this is our third edition, and each one has told a story. The first one was the story of the golden ratio and how we designed the liquid. The second one was the story of unity and how two masters and two brands came together and told the story of Aston Martin and Bowmore and how we are two of the most iconic companies in the UK in our own rights, us being the Scotch, them being one of the best in automobiles. And then this one is the spirit of perpetuity. And for the, us, the spirit of perpetuity wasn't perfection, but it was about memories and moments. And those moments could be very unique to any individual. And that's what I love about this whiskey. Each one continues to tell a story. Thank you for that. 
This is Tasting Room Radio. I'm Terry David Mulligan. It's our yearly Victoria Whiskey Festival of special. Uh, and um, there was, uh, just a couple of days ago, the Great Whiskey Debate. It took place uh, down below me in the ballroom. Tish Harkis was there representing Canadian Club. James Neal was representing Beaumont, the oldest distillery in Islay, 1779. The third person who can't join us because he's busy downstairs was Micah Dew from Maker's Mark. Okay, you two, uh, let's talk about the great whiskey debate. I would have killed to have been in that room. Just a heckle. Tish, what was the debate about? It's 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 a debate, but not like the political kind. No. It's a fun, uh, it's kind of like a social experience for consumers. And, and so the, we've been doing these debates now for about 15 years. And um, this is our second one out here at the Victoria Show. And um, we kind of tease one another. We pick on one another a little bit. On, on not, not the person, the brand. So mine is better because of such and such. You know, that type of thing. And make it fun. The, the audience laughs. They're drinking. It's, it's a real social, social event. We have so much fun. And, and um, you know, when it gets too serious, somebody says something and we all start, you know, there's a big laugh in the room and this and that. So it's, 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 a great, it's a great way for us to show the differences between our brands, number one. And number two, it's a great thing to kick off the, 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 the weekend, the whiskey event. So it's, it's, it's fantastic. It's great fun. What one thing do you always want to say, no matter what the year is? Canadian Club is the best whiskey in this room. <laughs> See, here I go again. Now I'm in debate mode. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's, um, it's well, truly, I'm not too far from it because that's what I usually will say. I open up with, like, you know, like, okay, 1779, yeah. right? Because he, he's got me on that one. We're 1858. But uh, I'll say, well, it doesn't matter because it was like, you know, hundreds of years ago. So it doesn't matter. So he can get up there and really talk about, uh, uh, you know, it's 1779 and I'll go, doesn't matter. We're 1858, and da, 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 and the newer, and we're fresher, and we're this, and we're that. So it's all all that kind of stuff. And they know we're we're, we're teasing. Good. We, that's, they know. That's what. The, that's yeah. exactly right. James, what do you start? What, what do you what, what do you want to impart to that room? What do you want them to leave with? I mean, I think the biggest thing is when you get into single malt Scotch versus bourbon or Canadian whiskey. You know, we understand there's a luxury there's a luxury bracket that we definitely live in with the Bowmore brand for sure, especially yeah. with our partnership with Aston Martin and bottles that retail at one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. That's kind of out of this world. I always joke, I don't even need to show up. I could just bring my liquid and walk out the door because you could add up all the bottles yeah. in the debate and they still don't equal one of mine that, you know, we served this weekend at the debate. So at eleven hundred dollars a bottle you know, they have cases of whiskey that don't equal that. So I know where we stand, and I just let the liquid do it for itself. But again, like Tish said, it's such a fun group. Micah and Tish are dear friends and colleagues of mine. And, you know, we talk outside of the world of work, and we know each other's lives, and we know our stories. So it's meant to be a fun, educational moment and as we share stories and history of our brands. Uh, who can speak on behalf of uh, uh, Micah? Micah, do who 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 wants to? What was his pitch? Who wants to? <laughs> <laughs> but we we want to we want to represent. We want to represent. What what was his pitch to the crowd? He's the bourbon guy. Micah is the West Coast guy, anyhow, uh, for Maker's Mark, and so it it fit. It fit. This is his this is his sure. kind of world out here. Um, but uh, he did a great job. He was he was uh, you know 
he's he's pretty impressive. This guy, he's he's young, and uh, I I haven't really known him long. I, I don't see him too much because he's bourbon and I'm Canadian. Um, I see more of James than I do of, of Micah, but at the same time, this guy's on the road all the time, and uh, he's good. He's good. He's always got a smile, and he's very personable. So you know you. How can you beat up somebody like that? You can't. You can't. You know. So I I will only go so far. <laughs> I, here's your chance to promo what's coming, Tish. What's coming from Canadian Club? Well, again, to continue with this invitational series, so we're we're filling the void for four years until the fifty, till the liquid in the barrel is fifty years old. Then we're going to do the fifty year old in twenty twenty seven. So the invitational series is based on the fact that the first one out of the gate was the one that won the award. Um, but um, they, they finally they finally listened, Terry. They listened to me. I bet you so much they listened to me. And they put my name on the label. Let's just shut her up. We can't shut her up. So my name's on the label. I'm proud. I got 37 years. I can leave at any time. But I, I don't, what am I going to do? You know, I, I love Canadian you're gonna Club. do more debates is what you're going <laughs> to do. James, what's coming? What's coming? Bowmore 2024 and 2025 are going to be the biggest year in my life with Bowmore, and I think it'll probably be the biggest in 50 years with the brand. We have a brand new range coming out in late 2024. It'll be the Bowmore Sherry Cask Series, and then also we are about to take our ARC Series, which I can't get into a whole lot of detail, but uh, Bowmore and Aston Martin have come up with another ARC Series that will be released in late 2024 and early 2025. So, mm -hmm. With a new package change coming down the pipes as well, there's a lot going on in the world of Bowmore. So, big year. Thank you for that. Uh, your website? Website, you can go to bowmore.com and Instagram. You can follow me at World Whiskey Canada. Dish? Uh, we're just currently updating. So, it's kind of, uh, you can't, I don't think you can even get into it right now because it's under construction. So, but thank you. Uh, lots of excitement. Thank you, thank, thank you. you. Onward. Thank Onward. You, Onward and upward. <laughs> This segment of Tasting Room Radio is brought to you by Hillside Winery on the Naramata Bench. A quick reminder, the Red Wine Lovers Collection, a curated selection of Hillside's favorite red wines. Their whites and rosés include the 2022 Heritage Pinot Gris, the Heritage Viognier, the Muscat Autonel, the double gold medal winning Gewurztraminer, the Unoaked Pinot Gris, and the 2022 Rosé. The Rosé Lovers Collection. A fun bundle of three unique expressions of rosé. The Aromatic Whites, a six-pack collection of Hillside's iconic aromatic white wines. All the details can be found at hillsidewinery.ca. This is our uh, coverage of the 2024 Victoria Whiskey Festival. Chris Reed from Shelter Point, Campbell River, has joined us. He's the brand experience manager. How many times have you been here? This is my second time at the festival, uh, and uh, just walking through the lobby to come up here, the uh, the buzz of voices and the anticipation of uh, hundreds of whiskey fans was just phenomenal. The excitement in the room is amazing. The really exciting thing is where Canadian whiskey's at. You've got some really passionate fans who've come from across Canada to be here, and there's brands from around the world who are showcasing their whiskeys. So it's a really special event. It's one of the, the best events in Canada. How long have you been at Shelter? I've been at Shelter for nearly two years now. I can remember when it when I because I'm doing Tasty Room Radio for 17 years and it was based based and driven by wine, but then somebody came along and said, you know that somebody's making is distilling spirits on the island. I went, really? And it was a it was an uh, it was said almost like an oddity, like, okay, we're everybody's doing wine right now. What's what's going on? Who's doing this? 
how how would they manage to to get it up and running? What do you know of that story to to this point now? Well, the story is uh, it's a fantastic story. So we, Shelter Point is based in the middle of a farm, and it's the farm that grows the barley that we use for the whiskey. Now, that farm was bought in 2005 by Patrick Evans. He's a third-generation farmer, and I think he was really just looking at the land he had. It had previously been used by University of BC as their research farm, yeah. and so there'd been, wasn't a, there wasn't a format for the farm. It wasn't a dairy farm. It wasn't an arable farm. It just had been used for experiments. So Pat, Patrick's first couple of years were, what's this good for? What's the best way of using the land? And the soil in the farm is really sandy, really gravelly. So all the rain we get in BC, it doesn't get bogged down. It just drains through. And so it's perfect for growing grain. Patrick's a single malt fan, so a little light bulb went off in his head and said, I can be growing barley. I can turn that barley into whiskey. One of your quotes uh, for, for I was reading about, you get the benefit of, of unique influence of your geography. That had to be taken into consideration. You had to say, well, what can we grow here that we can use in, in the spirits? So what ended up being the key? Well, the key, the large part of that is the fact you've got that, that soil type, which yeah. is perfect for, for grain. What that also means is with that gravelly soil, the rain drains straight through it, but there's a clay layer beneath, so that water collects. And so we've got a natural aquifer beneath the farm. So that means from the point of view of the distillery, we've got our own water source. And we're not relying on city water or anything else. It's a perfectly pristine water source that's always consistent. And that is so important when you're aging spirits. Okay, and speaking of water, uh, we'll get on to the, the, the whiskey in just a second. Um, there's this the sea influence. Temperature-wise, taste-wise, influence what was that influence somebody had to somebody had to do a, a study on that and go oh, it's going to be okay it i mean it, it is the perfect location for for a distillery because as you mentioned the farm runs right up to the ocean so right. we are we are next door on the shores of the georgia strait and so blowing in those nice sort of southeasterly breezes bring that crisp salty air it blows across the farm it blows through the doors of the distillery and it blows through a barrel aging warehouse so that little crisp salty air is just a feature of everything we do and that's so important for a whiskey. It just gives you a little salty tang, which is fantastic. It shows on the nose? shows on the nose, a little bit on the back of the palate as well. And the as we're getting into our older whiskies now, we've got our 10 and our 12-year-olds coming out. That marine influence is really starting to come through. So it's fantastic. Chris Reed from Shelter Point has joined us on Tasting Room Radio at the Victoria Whiskey Festival. We're talking about their uh, two bronze winners, the Cast Strength Single Malt and the Evans Family Finest Select Casks. And speaking of influence, what influence do, do the Whiskey Awards have? Because you, you can go to school here. You can you can taste around. You can figure out what's going on. I mean, the, an, an event like this, for me, I was at a masterclass just before we came here, just learning about, how, one, how other distillers are doing it, what flavors they're producing, understanding the nuances of that product development. And so the, for us as a young distillery, being able to sit at the knee of some hundred-year-old distilleries and learn what they do is phenomenal. Does anybody use the phrase drink local? We do. <laughs> <laughs> in the global environment that we're in, then for us, what we, we're, we're proud of what we offer, which is a, a spirit which is authentically developed in much the same way that the, the Scotch single malts are, but it's done here in Canada, it's done out in, in BC, and so we can offer something local, which is an equivalent to, to some of the scotches. We're talking whiskey with Chris Reed, the brand experience manager at Shelter Point. Uh, two bronze you won for the uh, cast strength single malt, and the second was the Evans Family Reserve. Tell us about it. The Evans Family Reserve is our, I like to call it our playground, 
because we're, as I said before, we're working on yeah. consistency, but the Evans Family Reserve is where we can explore our barrel finishes. And so we've got barrels from, from wineries, we've got rum barrels, we've got sherry barrels. It's really nice to be able to showcase the individuality of the whiskey that comes out of those barrels. Caribbean rum. Caribbean rum, correct. So we have barrels from Martinique and we've got barrels from Barbados. So those two different styles of rum, we're able to balance those, combine those together to create a really fantastic dram. Car strength single malt is, uh, again, really exciting. Now, this is much more on the consistency end of the spectrum. We have a Solera system that we use for our car strength and also our classic single malt. It's a tank that holds about 50 barrels of whiskey, so we're able to combine lots and lots of flavors together. All of those different barrels bring their own unique properties together. They've got time to marry in that large tank, so we've got a really fantastic, smooth dram coming out of it. Evans family finest uh, select casks. Is this, hmm, how, many, how many years now have they been making it? The Evans family were there from the get. The Evans family are the, are the reason Shelter Point exists. And Patrick is a. He started the distillery. He's an innovator, and we wanted to use the the fact we're bringing out those specific cask finishes as a way of recognizing his constant pursuit of excellence and innovation in what he does. So always different from Evans family. Uh, finishing French oak. Uh, for the rum finish, it's American oak that's been on holiday to the Caribbean for 15 years. So uh, that's the that's the Caribbean finish. But previous to that was a wine finish that was. Uh, barrels from BC wineries, that was French oak, uh, and then what's to come is going to be a sherry finish. On the nose? On the nose for the rum finish, you do get those really nice caramelly rum notes coming through, but then a fantastic long finish as well. It's amazing. Where does that clove come from? I think a lot of that is coming from what the rum's bringing in to the barrel. The interaction of the rum with the barrel and then yeah. what's left for the whiskeys to come and take out of it, you're going to get some, we get some really interesting flavors there. So the, the clove note is coming from, from a combination of those somewhere. Okay, we've got to do some tasting. We just can't talk about this. However, <laughs> I want to know about uh, Shelter Point as a destination. Are you, can you get people to specifically come to your area to try the whiskeys? That, that's our dream because tasting anywhere you get a sense of the flavor if you can come to the distillery you can see the farm the fields of barley that surround the farm smell that coastal air be able to walk into our still room and we've got those two fantastic pot stills that we had custom made for us in scotland shipped across to us the the atmosphere in that building is lovely and if you can experience that while you're tasting the whiskey it's a one so we've got tours and tastings running chris reed from shelter point has joined us on tasting room radio at the victoria whiskey festival we're talking about their uh, their two bronze winners the cast strength single malt and the Evans Family Finest Select Casks. Okay, Chris, you've been downstairs. Have you tasted tasted your way through some of the rooms? I was at a, a Bladnock tasting earlier this morning. What do we offer as a taste profile in this part of the world that can't be matched anywhere else or makes us stand out? That is a very good question. And I think where we're at at the moment, the, the BC distilling is still very young. Yeah. So people talk about the taste of a Speyside or a Highland or a Lowland. What's coming from there is regions that have been producing whiskey for 100 years, 200 years. So they've had time to develop that. At the moment, you've got distilleries who are still very young. I mean, we're 12 years old. We're still really young in terms of whiskey terms. Yeah. And so to say what's the characteristic flavor is really hard. What I do know is that coming from Shelter Point, you've got that coastal influence. The fact we've had a consistent water source since day one, yeah. the minerality that's coming from that aquifer is really contributing to our mouthfeel. Consistent across all of our whiskies is that wonderful viscous mouthfeel that's coming from that concentrated spirit. So that is really one of our characteristics. In terms of flavor for the island or for BC, it's hard to know, but it will come. Uh, one more thing. Uh, what, anything you've tasted over the last couple of days that, that just 
rolled your socks up and down? One one thing which is amazing is the amount of sherry that's popping up everywhere. Everyone is doing a sherry finish. It's timely because our sherry finish is going to be coming out in a month or two's time. So we're on that bandwagon for sure. Uh, but that was lovely. The Bladnock that I was at the masterclass of this morning, really nice lowland whiskey, delicate, floral, but real real depth of flavor as well. There's a third bottle on this table is Ripple Rock. Yeah, the Ripple Rock is, a, is for us, it's a, one of our most exciting products. It's a single malt but it's been aged in virgin oak barrels. So normally that's the style you'd have for a bourbon, going into brand new oak, never been touched by anything. By putting our single malt new make into that virgin oak, it's picking up a real puncher flavor. That intensity is why we named it Ripple Rock. For those who know their BC history, they'll know about the Ripple Rock explosion. Naming it Ripple Rock allows us to talk about the explosions of flavor you get from that Ripple Rock hitting your taste buds. Oh man, Uh, because when they blew it up, they blew it up real good. And Ripple Rock's out there now? It's out there now. It's on the shelves. Most uh, most private liquor stores on the island have got it, and uh, we're working hard to see if we can get it into some of the BC liquor stores too. What's coming? What's up ahead from Shelter Point? Uh, for us, coming very soon, we're going to have our um, Oloroso Sherry release. Yep. So that's going to be coming out in the Evans family name. So it's the follow-on from the rum finish. So that's going to be in a month or so's time. That's going to be hitting the shelves. We're continuing to trickle out our 12-year-old we're releasing a few cases a month just to make sure people can uh, experience it. And that's a distillery exclusive, so you have to come to Campbell River to get that one. Thank you for your time. Pleasure. Thank you. Thank I you for your whiskey. It. What's your website? Website is shelterpoint.ca. Thank you for this. Pleasure. Thank you. I really appreciate it.